what have your customers asked you for recently that you've solved, right? So look back over your calendar, think about your phone records, email. What is it that your customer has asked? If one asks, there's many more that out there that have the same question. So that's really where you start. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. We are wrapping up our final episode of season four, where we were talking about authors of business, marketing, and productivity and sales books. And I have a very special guest today, D. Scott Smith. How are you doing, Scott? Hey, Matt. I am doing great. And uh, just always excited to hang out with you and record with you here on the Digital Marketing, Marketing Masters pod, podcast. I think I need to still loosen up my lips. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's kind of it's early for you there because it's because our, our four hour time difference now. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be meeting up in uh, in Phoenix next week in person for the first time ever, actually, since we originally met. Kind of right at the start of COVID time. Yeah, we met first at the COVID time. And after you had moved to Nova Scotia from being about an hour away from me. So we could have met here, but we didn't. That's right. We we're just a little late. <laughs> but we're going to remedy that next week. Indeed. And uh, so Scott Smith, um, you've worked with like, I don't know, pretty much every type of business. And... I know you have a vast business experience and also from, you know, the time that we've spent talking together, we used to do our office hours shows, uh, helping businesses and coaches and stuff. And uh, also we do the business builder throwdown show together that you are the host of. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about specifically for this season of our show is that this year you developed a program to help people publish, you know, that book or that course or, you know, get get that that publishing thing done that they want in. Uh, I think it's it's what, 12 weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole idea is let's get those ideas that you have into book format in a short period of time. And I know, Matt, you've written a number of books. And, uh, and in fact, we have one that we we did jointly together and it used to be the process was would take years to write a book. So if you were to go in the in the old style formal process, you need an, an agent, a literary agent to talk to the publisher because there's there's too many authors and not enough publishers. So they only talk the publishers only talk to the agents. So as an author, you got to find an agent, which generally could take a year to find someone that wants to represent your idea. Then it may take them a year to find the right publisher for your idea. And then it may take two years to actually write, edit, and produce your book. So four years is a, is a long time. If we wanted to write information that is helpful for businesses to survive in the pandemic and we started right at the beginning we'd be halfway through the process right now and in another two years we could help businesses 
deal with the pandemic. Well, that's that's obviously too long. So shortening the process, I mean, I kind of did this the hard way, right? Because, you know, my first book took about 18 months, you know, to write it and a few months to publish it. So almost two years, right? Sure. Um, My last book, we got it from the time I started writing the first sentence to the time it was available in a digital format for Kindle, something like that was, uh, I think it was 110 days. Yeah, see, that that's perfect because that gives gives uh, time for something to, to develop that needs to be addressed where you have a, an expertise and can share that. In the old days, <laughs> in the old days, weren't that far away, but uh, blogging was a great way to share information or a podcast. And I, I am still a big fan of podcasts and in blogging and video blogs to share information, but also we need to be on Amazon because, you know, if we think about the digital platforms that are out there, there's a lot of content marketing going on on different platforms like TikTok or Instagram, even uh, still some people out on Facebook, but uh, maybe even YouTube, but people go to TikTok and they go to Instagram really to be entertained. They're not necessarily going there to find a solution to a business problem. People go to YouTube to find DIY solutions to their problems. So it could be a household thing, could be a business thing, but they're going on YouTube to find a DIY solution. But people go to Amazon just to buy stuff. I mean, that's the only reason they're on that platform. So why not put your book there where people with problems are going, wow, I really need to buy something to solve this problem. And then they go in and they put in a, a search term and your book comes up and there it is. There's marketing solutions by Matt. <laughs> well, there's definitely a level of, I think, trust and you know, expectation of expertise when somebody looks at a book versus a blog. Exactly. It's funny because my wife was was uh, sharing information that, that she got recently in a conversation. And they were talking about a speaker coming up for a particular event. And she was talking to one of the organizers. And and she was this organizer was talking about the speaker and saying, and she's published a book. Now, that organizer has not purchased the book, not read the book, but just because just the very nature that this speaker has a published book elevated that speaker in the eyes of the organizer. And, and this is something that we see continuously. I think the original kind of idea to write a book that I had was, you know, how can I get this expertise that I have out of my head on paper, you know, uh, and, and there's a few reasons, right? You kind of want, I mean, there's a little bit of that whole, you know, I want people to see me as an expert, you know, so I want to get my, you know, prove my expertise kind of thing. Um, and, you know, in my case, you can really go to school for 
SEO. It wasn't a thing when I started, right? So there's no way you could be like Matt Rouse SEO after my name from a university or something. Exactly. Right? Um, so there's no way to really prove your expertise in that. You know, there wasn't certifications, and, and I mean they were rare at the time. Now everybody's got a certification, but. I think the first thing that I really realized when it really clicked for me with the book was when I went to a meeting with a client and my book had just come out. So I already had I had boxes of them sitting in the car because we were going to sign them to give away in an event. And I took one out and I took it into the meeting and I set it down. I said, oh, I brought you a copy of my book. And the guy was like, your book? Like, and he like immediately wanted to work with us. It was like a snap of the fingers. He was like, all right, well, here, here's all my money. Do your thing, you know. And because everybody else who walked in and talked to him had left him a piece of paper or a business card. And I'm like, here's a book, you know. Exactly. And it was just so much different. This is something that we, that we, we see. Again, it's that, it's that uh, credibility that you, you got. You were ascribed this level of credibility because you had a book. And, and we see this, too. If you were to come in and be a speaker at an event and we say our next speaker is Matt Rouse, uh, go to his website and download an ebook. Right. It sounds very different. It could be the same material, same content. But our next speaker, Matt Rouse, author of <laughs> available on Amazon. Right. I mean, it's it creates a complete different level of credibility. And that's why the book that I wrote was called or is called influence creation of credibility how to publish a book online course and webinar in 12 weeks or less and now your book system right or course system but let's we'll, we'll stick to books for now so your system to get a book out you didn't just write it and say here it is you guys tested it right yeah, exactly. It's uh, I first the first book that I used that I used this system on came out actually before Influence. It it's called Relationships Grow Your Business, and it's my process for business networking. So it's the structure and method, and so I use that process to create that that book, and and it worked. So then I documented, you know, I have a documented process. So then I took that and wrote influence creation of credibility again, using that same process. And now I'm co-authoring a book with Veronica jeans that's called freeze in action in the face of a business crisis. And it's the subtitle is how to prepare and react when the unexpected happens. And again, this is all about time to market. The the crisis that we have right now is an economic crisis. And we just are on the heels or the, hopefully on the backside of the pandemic. There are always crises and they could be large and global like the pandemic, or it could be localized like a business not getting its lease renewed. A restaurant, say, doesn't get a renewal on its lease. That's that's a crisis for that business. It could be the loss of a key employee or supplier, vendor. It could be uh, in access to a market or supply chain issues. So these are all things. These are all crises that happen either globally or locally to businesses. So 
I, I have seen this over the nearly 40 years that I've been doing this. And businesses, business owners freeze when the unexpected happens. They don't take action. And, and so I wanted to put something out there that was a process and a method again for businesses to prepare to keep their business alive during crisis and find the opportunities in the crisis. But if I went through this traditional process and we took four years, it's too late. So Veronica and I decided we were going to put this book together using this process. And it's in pre-order right now on Amazon. But again, it's a 12-week process from concept to availability to to purchase it. So the ability to get information out more quickly and, and get to market faster um, with your ideas is super valuable, right? Obviously, because, you know, like you're saying, especially for time sensitive things. But, you know, if we step back a little bit and we talk about, you know, people in the business world, usually we're talking about people who have some kind of thought leadership or they're, you know, they're, they're doing some sort of content marketing and they're looking to write a book to augment, you know, what they're already doing. And often I think people go, I need to come up with like a whole brand new idea that like nobody's ever done before. And, you know, now then I'm going to have to plan it out and figure out what I'm going to say and do research and all these things. And what I find is the almost the opposite of that is true. You already have almost all the information and the idea and the process and everything available to you. They just don't know how to put it in the format to get it out as a book. That's exactly right. Because really, the the book that I have, Influence Creation of Credibility, is really focused on coaches and consultants who have already been doing some form of writing, either blogs or newsletters, some some written information that they've been sharing out, or it could even be audio information if they were if they're a, a video podcaster or uh, audio podcaster. They already have a lot of content. And if they've been working with clients, they've already synthesized a method and a process that works with their clients. Now you're just documenting it. And, and again, in the old days, when books were sold in bookstores, the size of the spine mattered. If you had a really thin book, it was going to get lost. So you wanted to have that 200, 300-page book so that you had a wide spine so that your title and name would show up. Well, most of the books are sold digitally. Even paper books are sold digitally, say, on Amazon. And the covers are all the same size. And it doesn't matter how thick your book is. So this is the other concept as a, as a part of influence creation of credibility is find one problem, present it, give them a solution to it, and this is for your ideal customer, and connect your, you and your expertise with the solution to that problem. So now we don't have to have a 200-page book. We don't have to have a 100-page book. We can go even 20 to 40 pages. Wow, that is definitely less than I'm writing. <laughs> but my books have been actually fairly short, 
And and the funny thing that I found was people that I don't know buy Kindle books or audiobooks and people that know me want a physical copy. So because they want to have it because they know you. Right. But an interesting thing that I did and and I don't this might be a little bit of a sidetrack, but uh, I wrote my book for the Kindle edition of my book, the digital edition. And then I decided I was going to make a hardcover. And so I actually went out and did a little bit of extra research and I did a better job explaining some stuff in the book. You know, I had had some feedback from some of my readers on the Kindle version. So my hardcover version was almost 45, 46 pages longer than the Kindle version original was. And so you can get your book to market and then update it and then release it in print later. Exactly. And and again, (laughs) hearkening back to the old days, whenever that was, is, well, when I graduated college, self-publishing was, I think, unfairly and unkindly called vanity publishing. Because they say, well, no one's going to pick up your book. And there are, there are great stories. And I have a podcast, Publish Your Book, where I, I share some of these stories from, from these days when uh, self-publishing was not as, as easy as it is today. Because to do self-publishing back when I graduated college, there was only physical books. There was no digital book. And the economic order quantity was 5,000 books. So if you were going to self-publish, then you had to write the book. You had to do everything yourself, do all the formatting, do all the setup, do all the cover design, send it over to a publisher, and buy 5,000 copies of your book. And hopefully you had a garage or a spare bedroom to put all those cases of books in. But today, it's almost exclusively print-on-demand. There are not warehouses full of books anymore. The um, print-on-demand ability also allows you to print and sell in multiple countries, which is something that used to be very difficult. So, Exactly, yeah. As a person who moved from the United States to Canada, it's important because, you know, I don't have to ship books internationally uh, when I know people in both countries, so... Exactly. So the, they have presses in the local country, so they'll they'll ship out and not have to pay the international rates. So it makes your book much more affordable and accessible to your full market. Right. And if your book is, let's just, for the sake of argument, let's say your book is in English, right? Instead of just publishing in the United States, if it's on something like Kindle, you can publish in United States, Canada, the UK, right? Australia, New Zealand, all these English speaking countries, right? South Africa and, you know, various English speaking countries. And, and also, and, and this is something a lot of people maybe don't really think about at the start, but, um, if your book does get fairly popular, it's pretty easy to find someone to do a translation for you. A lot of people try and do it with software, which doesn't really work out. So, but you can get someone inexpensively to translate your book into another language. And then what you also want to do is get a proofreader who is not related to that person. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Who's a native speaker of that language to kind of double check it for you. But then you can digitally publish it again. Right. So if you publish your book in like Spanish, 
Well, now you've got access to another billion people who could read your book, right? Yeah. And, and so the digital world, it makes things much simpler. So now you can publish on a, a, an ebook, say a Kindle format, and even your paper book that is uh, your physical book that's printed on demand, let's say you found a typo or in that translation you found an error that you want to correct. It's easy to correct, and the next person that buys the book, because it's print on demand, is going to get the updated version. And again, if I, have, if I did self-publishing and made 5,000 copies and found out I have a significant error, that's, that's a lot of rubbish. <laughs> Yeah, same with uh, if you do audiobooks, like you can, um, you know, re-upload the chapter or, you know, you could just fix one piece of it. The other thing with um, like Kindle books and stuff is that so when you upload a new version, only the people who buy it get the new version and the people who had already downloaded it still have the old version, but they can update their book. So you could send out a message to all your followers and say, hey, if you have an old version, just go update it. And I mean, people can figure out how to do that on their own. And the other thing with self-publishing is once you have something formatted and, and done for digital publishing, it's fairly easy to publish it on other platforms too. And I know Amazon is 99% of book sales or whatever percentage, but you know, there's Kobo Readers and Nook and you know, there's lots of other formats. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. The The main thing that we were looking at is, is how do you get this idea to market quickly? And, and so we actually, Holly Jean Jackson, you and myself, all use this same format, the same process for the, for the book that we wrote together, Isolation, the Health and Wellness Business Killer. And this was another book where we were able to take expertise from three people and combine it into one coherent book and get it published quickly. Yeah, we were even faster than 12 weeks. <laughs> that was I a, think we got that one done in eight weeks. It was, it was really fast and is, it's a great book and it, and it was able, we were able to get this information available quickly. But the one problem that, that we have with selling digital books like this is say on Amazon, when someone buys the book, they don't tell you who bought the book. You just get a click mark. You know, somebody, somebody buy your book. Ooh, all right. Which is a great, this is a great thing. But we know the, the phrase is, and is don't build on rented ground, right? So if, you, if you're building all of your following on TikTok and they change the rules, now all of a sudden you can't reach those people or whichever social platform. So it's really important and marketers say this all the time. I've heard this from you. Build your email list. This is why part of my my program and influence is to write the book, but also create an online course because in the in the book you want to tell them what to do and then say for the Purchasers for the readers of this book, I have an exclusive course. It's free that allows you to apply these concepts to your business. And again, this is the this is what's important about keeping the content to one problem. So many of us have a bookshelf full of business books 
that we've never read or we've read some of, but most of the concepts we have not actually applied to our business because it's too big. There's too much. But if you have one problem, and so say in isolation, the health and wellness business killer, we're addressing this one particular issue and then providing a solution. Now, the benefit of a Kindle book is that you can put hot links into it. So they tap, they go to your website. Now you have gated content, which means they're going to have to provide their email to get access to this free training. And now you're growing your email list with your book, which is another important aspect of being a coach or consultant. Right. One thing that uh, I learned pretty early on with my original 2015 book and to this day grew my email list more than any other thing that I've ever done. And it was to create a chapter in the book that tells people step by step how to do something. And all I did was say, if you want to get a checklist, go here. And they go there, they put in their email, and I email them a PDF they can print out for a checklist to use <laughs> to go through that process. Perfect. It by far grew our email list more than anything else we've ever done. Yeah, you want to make it easy for people, and ebooks do that. Yeah, and you just you want to kind of keep it simple, right? Think about what the process is that somebody's going to use to solve the problem, right? That's in your book. You're like giving them a process. So, what is it someone needs that could be? could be a checklist, could be a glossary of, you know, certain terms that they need to use. It could be step-by-step instructions. It could be maybe, you know, here's the, the most three common ways, you know, that you could fix this problem. But if you want seven more, go here, you know, things like that. Uh, they are all excellent ways to build your mailing list. Exactly. In the, in the new book, Freeze in Action in the Face of a Business Crisis, we're providing a method and a structure for people to take their business and in one page identify the the key processes of the delivery of their product, the, the value that they offer, information about their customer, how they reach their customer, who they are, how you define them, how they purchase, and, and then your business model, how you make revenue and what it costs. And from there, we now have a format to be able to find what are the vulnerabilities in your business. And so in the book, we describe the process and then we send them to a free course, free information where they can actually go through this process. And we do it in, in uh, three videos. So they're able to, to understand, to apply this to their business and actually leave with at least a mini plan of what to do when the unexpected happens. Right. And disaster readiness is important. People <laughs> We're, uh, I've got a hurricane landing where I live tomorrow. So we've been doing a lot of preparation. And, and this is really important. This is critical in your business that you, that you look for those vulnerabilities and do your best to prepare for it. And then when that happens, now you have an action plan. And not only can you keep your business doors open, but what are the opportunities that are presented that you can take advantage of during this? Absolutely. So let's get back to your um, program for a minute. Yeah. What do you think is, I mean, let's face it, 
you ask a hundred business people if they're thinking like who have not written a book, if they're thinking about writing a book and you're like way over 50% are like, Oh yeah, I was thinking about writing a book. (laughs) Right. So if somebody's thinking about writing a book, what do you think is, is the way to kind of kick the process off and get people to go from thinking about writing a book in quotes, right. To actually starting. Yeah. So it's just, one of those things is what have your customers asked you for recently that you've solved, right? So look back over your calendar, think about your phone records, email. What is it that your customer has asked? If one asks, there's many more that out there that have the same question. So that's really where you start. What's your ideal customer? What's a common problem that they, that they, need you to address that you solve for them. So put that into the book. So you, you mentioned SEO earlier, Matt, and this is an area where you have a lot of expertise and customers call you up and they say, how can I get my website ranked better? How can I apply SEO? Well, it's a very comprehensive subject. You've taken years to, to learn this, but there are probably a handful of tips that you could provide and put the, just put those into a book. So what is the problem? I built a website, but I don't have organic traffic to it. The solution is here's the different things that you need to do. And you could put that into a book in, in less than 12 weeks with access to a course that says, here's the checklist. As you said, download this checklist or watch this video and download the checklist of how to identify things that you can do. This is a really easy way to publish your book. Think about what problem is typical among your ideal customer and solve just that one problem. You don't need to give them everything about website design and, and all of the structure and which platforms to use and all these things. Make it simple so they'll actually implement your solution. I think specificity is is pretty important nowadays and especially in courses and books and things because these kind of generalized, you know, how to become better business person is not it's not a tangible solution and somebody's not going to say, "Okay, I'm going to sit down and spend 3 hours to read this 300-page book." Exactly. That is 50% fluff, right? But if somebody is like what if there's another pandemic? How can I be ready next time? That's a pretty specific kind of problem, right? Or, you know, how do I, you know, how do I, how, how do I do TikTok? Another thing that would make a topic for a book relevant is if there's tons of kind of mile wide and inch deep information out in the world about it. Speaking of TikTok, you can find a hundred thousand blogs and videos about how to create a TikTok account and how to quote do well on TikTok. But I mean, none of that information is going to really be helpful. It's all going to be super generic. Well, step one, you need to know your audience. Number two, <laughs> make sure you're shooting nice video. And number three, make it entertaining with a hook in the first few seconds. I'm like, yeah, obviously you're sec- <laughs> you like, so, you know, if you have in-depth knowledge on a topic where all the other information is essentially, like I said, a mile wide and an inch deep, 
anytime that you can do kind of a deep dive on a topic or at least a deeper dive on a topic, I think that's an excellent topic you can use for a book. You know, that's it's it's funny because uh, the very first book that I wrote in published in 2018 was Motivational Listener. Be interesting by being interested. And it's a practical guide to succeed at business networking events. So it's very specific. In the first half of the book, I talk about the neuroscience behind connection, how we connect people. So what's the brain science that goes with that? Then in the second half, there's there's the exact steps with exact lines that you say, words that you say, scripts that you say to to connect with people at events. It was designed for, uh, it didn't, well, say it's not, it doesn't require you to be an extrovert and it's not limited by being an introvert, right? This process. And part of the reason I, I did this was exactly what you said. If you, we, well, we know that business networking is important. And so now you Google up how to connect with people at business network, how to do business networking. And most of the articles that you're going to find have things that you learned in kindergarten, like listen more than you talk. Don't go in for the sale right away. Uh, make you follow up with people. And I'm like, but don't propose marriage on the first date. Exactly. These are all. I think I've seen that a hundred thousand times in the last 10 years. Exactly. And you're going, okay, but, but, but what do I, what do I do? What do I actually do? And, and this is what's important is, is actually taking, and this is again, coaches and consultants that are out there, they have a defined process. They don't just say, be kind to your employees. They actually have tips. This is what you do. This is how you acknowledge an employee. And so I was actually working with a business. He's a, they've got, they're a commercial contractors, electrical contractors in the Chicago area. And one of the things that they do for their employees when they want to acknowledge them, they don't give them like a gift card and, and they're, they'll give significant gift cards, right? Like a hundred, two hundred dollars or a, a weekend away type thing, right? Because they have big jobs and when they want to acknowledge an employee, they don't hand it to them at work. They actually send it to their employee's family and say, we just want to let you know that we really appreciate the work that's been done. And we know that the family makes sacrifices as well. And, and this, is a, this is a very specific tip, right? And it's not just a treat your employees well and acknowledge them. Great. But what do you do? So here's a very specific thing that you can do. So put that in a book. Yeah, I think a lot of people say, well, you know, my industry is boring or what I do isn't that exciting. So I don't think it would make a good book. But that's not the point. Every industry in the world has books, right? The default example we use for everything on our podcast for four years now has been plumber. There are hundreds of books about plumbing, okay? It doesn't matter what the job is. There are books with stories about accountants. Let's just face it. It's it's a real thing, right? So as long as, you know, especially if you're solving that problem, that specific problem for somebody, it should be a no-brainer to put a book out. And once you have your book out, 
man, how many people, even if you're in industry like coaches where lots of coaches actually do produce books, it's still a minority out of the total group. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, and again, so many people want to write a book, but they're intimidated because it's too big and it's unfamiliar. They don't know what to do, so they don't do anything. So start with a small book. Like, and this is exactly what you did, Matt. When you wrote that book in the Kindle format, you got it together and published it quickly. Then you got feedback, and we call this in the startup world the product market fit. You take this, the minimum viable product, what is it that you just need to solve a specific problem, give it to your ideal customers, get some feedback, and then make some adjustments to it. And then you put the effort in to upgrade that into a physical book. And you know what? Every book doesn't have to be a bestseller, right? I mean, I like, I'll be honest. I published my latest book. It's called How We've Always Done It. It's about apathy, complacency, and old habits dragging your business down and how to fix them. Uh, essentially, I published the book that is about, you know, identifying people in your workforce that aren't kind of go-getters during the rise of the quiet quitting mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, thing that, that's going on these days, right? Not the most popular time for this book, right? But from a business owner or a manager perspective... This is very valuable, right? How do you identify those things in your business that are only being done because it's the way you've always done it? And I think that as long as it's popular to the people you need it to be popular with, that's all that really matters, right? Well, and you just never know. So back in 1985, and this is a story I like to share to to encourage people that this short form book, the, this limited contact books. And so I'm talking about a, a book in 12 weeks. That's maybe 20 to 40 pages. And what, what that is, the content there is if I said, Hey Matt, you've got an opportunity to go speak at this event. You've got 40 minutes to talk about SEO. This is not something that you would need to do a lot of preparation for because you know, this information you could get up and extemporaneously speak for 40 minutes about search engine optimization. Well, if you transcribe that, that's like a 20 to 40 page book, depending on how fast you talk. So it, you're able to, to address this one issue, lay it out and provide actionable information. So back in 1985, Barbara Carnes is a registered nurse. She's working with end-of-life hospice. She sees a pattern. Many families go through the same pattern, have these same questions. And so she wrote a book called Gone From My Sight. It's 15 pages. And there's a physical version of this book, which would basically we call a pamphlet. She sells it for $7.99 on Amazon. Now, when she wrote the book back in 1985, there was no Amazon. So, you know, she had to go through and do the self-publishing and store them and, and ship them out. But she has sold over 35 million copies of that book 
since it came out. And it continues to sell. She's selling maybe 80,000 copies a month. And so, and, and the deal is, this is that it's a very specific need and people are entering it every day. People are finding out that they themselves or have a loved one that is going into hospice and they're looking for something simple. They don't want a 250 page book about end of life. They just need to know, just tell me what I need to know now. And in 15 pages, yeah, she changed the industry. So I encourage people, if you have a process or a method that works, don't hold back. Turn it into a book and don't worry about trying to create something that solves everything or includes every bit of information that you know, because it won't help people as much as a very targeted book. That's right. Be specific, people. Scott. Thank you so much for coming on. If somebody wants to use your process, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, go to my website, dscottsmith.com, and there's a free course there. And so you can sign up, and it takes you through in 12 weeks and gives you a format, uh, an outline for your book and your course and the webinar, and takes you through every week. Do this this week, and then you get an email that says, congratulations, you did that. Now here's what you're going to do for the coming week. And that's a free, a free course, dscottsmith.com. You can also there sign up for my paid mastermind where we, we use peer mentoring to encourage each other to write and publish books, courses, and do a webinar with me live on Amazon. So speaking directly to the audience on Amazon who, again, the only reason they're there is to buy something. That's right. And, you know, the first episode of this season, we talked with you about Amazon Live. So go back and look for that episode. I will put it in the show notes when we publish it so you guys can just go down and see which episode number it was. And thank you guys so much for coming with us on Digital Marketing Masters for 2022 for our fourth season. And we will be returning in 2023 with our fifth season. We'll have a new topic for our fifth season. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but uh, it'll be awesome, whatever it is. And Scott, thank you so much for being on the show. Always an honor, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.